The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being on our show today. And most importantly, in your life, this life, thank you for being an intentional spirit. We appreciate you so much sharing the tools that we offer each and every week with experts that are out in the field, making a difference, truly living by the mantra of Gandhi to be the change they wish to see. I'm so excited that today we have Bonnie Glass Coffin. She's a visionary and a bridge builder. Bonnie, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much, Temple. It's wonderful to be with you. Well, I just, um, I'm so into shamanism, as I'm sure you already know, and, and, uh, and so wholeheartedly believe in it with every cell and fiber of my being. But before we delve into um, your newest book, let's talk about um, how did you become an intentional spirit? I mean, did you have some kind of life experience or epiphany or aha moment or uh, were you born a mystic and your parents sent you to mystery school what's your what's your story what's my story um all of the above uh maybe except for the last one my parents never sent me to mystery school well they did but they didn't realize they were doing that um uh you know i think that when i look back on my life i recognize that every step along the way has been part of my soul's evolutionary process, of course, and of course, when I was looking forward instead of backwards, maybe I didn't realize it. I started my uh, path towards shamanism very young as a as a seeker um, who really wanted to know more about spirit and about nature and about the beauty of sunrises and sunsets and what it all means, um, and how I got catapulted into the actual um, study of shamanism was I was a high school exchange student. Uh, through a great organization called American Field Service. When I was a senior in high school, I went to Peru and lived with a Peruvian family for a year and studied in Peruvian high school. And along the way, I met a really wonderful woman who became my best friend. She was the only English speaker in the high school. She was the English teacher. And uh, she took me, uh, before I spoke much Spanish, on a trip around the country. And along the way, um, she passed a church, or we passed a church, a little church in the highlands. And she looked over at me and she said, oh, my gosh, I forgot. This is the anniversary of my grandmother's passing. I wish I had remembered to order a mass. And being a really sort of um, good friend, but um, kind of naive, I guess, also, I simply said, oh, well, what did your grandmother pass of? I'm so sorry to hear of your loss. And I expected, you know, that uh, because we were a lot alike in many ways, that uh, she would say something like, you know, an illness or cancer or heart disease or old age. Instead, she said she was killed by a witch, which kind of took me aback because that wasn't part of my worldview at all. 
And so we explored that a little bit. And um, she told me the story about how uh, the envy of neighbors had uh, created a situation in which her grandmother had been hexed. And although she had gone to a curandero, a shaman, in order to try and heal herself of that hex, um, she hadn't been able to get there in sufficient time to be healed. And that just awakened this incredible interest in me. And I decided at that moment that I wanted to study anthropology. I wanted to study shamanism. I wanted to know who these curanderos were, who could work between worlds in order to bring back people's souls and, you know, heal them of magical illnesses. And so I did that. I went to graduate school at UCLA, studied shamanism, um, and went back to Peru, did my Ph.D. work studying with female healers female curanderas there, and uh, really found my life's path validated from that early experience. That is such a, that is such a powerful story, and I, I, I think that it uh, would be worthy of our listening audience because um, in the three years I've been doing the show or more, um, you're one of the few people that really specializes in shamanism that I can actually have a true, true bridge of head to heart talk about this. And I think it would be worthy to bring up like you, um, uh, shamanism found me and called me, uh, at a very early age, but yet, um, I didn't delve into it like you did the shock of, you know, what was said to you about the grandmother. For me, it was the shock of when I did my own research with a little bit of research you could do then, you know, because <laughs> it's not the world we live in today. You know, I, I was uh, getting, uh, I was reading things about a lot of darkness and not monsters, but, you know, I mean, obviously I understand it now. It's all archetypal. But then it was like, oh, I've kind of spent my whole life in this already. <laughs> and I've had a lot of darkness already in my life. I don't need to, you know, delve into any more. <laughs> um, and so I, I didn't follow through um, for many years until it kept knocking on my, on my door. So I thought that might be just kind of an insightful thought to bring up because a lot of people, um, don't get involved in, in shamanism, even though it's ancient to who we are as, as a people, um, because of, uh, preconceived ideas about it. Do, do you find that as well? Absolutely. You know, I think, um, one of the things that you've brought up, which is so part of the human condition, is uh, this, this this notion of darkness or the shadow, or you know all of the all of the wants and lacks and senses of 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 um, uh, needing and and not being and uh, sort of the deficit mentality that that we talk about in in the Western world, but that gets expressed in a lot of different ways in more traditional cultures. And I think one of the things about shamanism that I love about it and that a lot of people don't understand is it's about balance and it's about finding a place of being able to integrate, right, that dark side, that shadow side, um, not, not turning your back on the sense that, you know, there is darkness in the world. People are not always happy and loving and light. There are envies. There is competition. There is jealousy. And that's part of the human condition. And so how do we face those inner demons as well as those outer demons in a way that we can transform our own attitudes about our place in the world, about 
you know, losing that sense of being the victim of what everybody else, you know, did to us and, and coming into a place where we recognize that we may, ha- we may uh, not have power over our life circumstances, but we always have the power to choose. And for me, that's what shamanism did and continues to do is to remind me to align to become the portal between worlds. Because, of course, a shaman, for your listeners who don't know what that might be, what a shaman is, is a leader, a healer, usually a a community-wise person, keeper of the traditions, who travels between the worlds, who travels between the worlds of the seen and the unseen, who's willing to go into those dark places, who's willing to travel into the depths of the human psyche, into those really um, difficult places in order to bring back messages, in order to bring back wisdom, in order to bring back lessons, in order to share with members of the community in order to restore health. And it's all about coming into that place of balance, which you can only do if you're willing to take that voyage into the dark side and experience your own dark night of the soul. I love that. Well, the book that you have, Bonnie, the lessons in courage, um, uh, give an overview of, of that is um, it's, it's a very in, intriguing title. Do, do you continue to share about being a bridge builder about people understanding, you know, the, the root of shamanism is wholeness and, infinity and you know do you give some insight about that tell us how that book came about sure um one of the things that i didn't tell you temple is that uh for a very long time from the time i was in graduate school until i became a professor at the university i was always studying about shamanism but i never realized that depth and the power that it had for my own life until I met my co-author, who is this beautiful man, um, amazing spirit, who, his name is Don Oscar Miro Quesada. And, um, you know, I had an experience with him where I finally understood that, in fact, all the things I'd been studying really could touch my own life. And I began apprenticing deeply with him, and I began apprenticing deeply with the sort of system of shamanic um uh, spirals and rebirth and coming into an awareness of, of our wholeness, an awareness of our divinity, an awareness of our right to life, you know, as, as you talk about in, in, in your service work. I came into an awareness of that with Don Oscar, and over time we decided that we needed to write a book together about how his life experiences had illustrated his own um, his own coming into a recognition of how Everything in his life was a lesson, could be interpreted as a blessing, and how that could help readers understand how to make sense of the suffering, of the challenges in our own lives. And so the book is really that. It's a, it's a, it's a little five, it's, it's a small book, it's only 130 pages long. It's divided into five chapters. Each chapter starts with um, the articulation of a challenge that I think all of us as humans face. How do I make sense of my suffering? How do I overcome the feeling of isolation and separation in my life? And how can I come into a real relationship with who I am? How can I really learn to love again when I've been so wounded? How can I really reconnect with source? I may understand that, you know, source is out there, creator is there, but it may not make sense for me. I may still feel very lonely and isolated. How can I really heal myself using these wisdoms? And how can I really heal the planet, move beyond myself using these wisdoms? So the book sets out these challenges, and then it... um, 
moves from these challenges to um, talking a bit about my dear uh, friend and co-author's life story, and it's an amazing story, and how that story of his own life allowed him to recognize, to face, and overcome those challenges in his life. Then the book talks a little bit about the wisdoms that can be shared with others, recognizing that each of us has our own life experiences that can be plugged into those challenges and reframed as lessons if we're willing to do that. And then each chapter ends with some practical exercises that allow us to really embrace ritual. Because as you know, Temple Shamanism is all about ritual. It's all about recognizing the wisdoms of ancient as well as modern indigenous peoples and how those rituals awaken a consciousness that we're all connected. And by doing those rituals, uh, those earth-honoring rituals, we can really very quickly move from a state of not understanding our connection to really plugging in and reawakening um, our own consciousness to the connections that we share with the living world. And so the book ends each chapter with some sort of mini-exercises, mini-rituals that allow people to do that. And that's really the frame of the book and why it came to be, because uh, we realized that, you know, in this particular time of increased sense of chaos in the world, we really need to be able to get the word out there very quickly and very efficiently so that people can understand how to reframe that chaos and become co-creators of a new world that, in fact, embodies life and the principle of love. I can't, I, I, I totally resonate with every word you're saying, and I, I, I simply can't imagine my life, I can't imagine my work um, as a tribal leader without my um, experiences um, that I've had and my exposure and my delving into shamanism. I can't imagine my life without soul retrieval, you know, and and the energy being brought back into my being of, you know, the events that had happened in my life growing up. And just to to be in that sense of, of being grounded and and that ultra connection to to Earth, uh, Mother Earth and Father Sky and and it's just a such a deepening uh, for me. It's it's when I, I mean, new thought has always given me a, a place to play, but but as far as languaging and words and identifying a way to think and a way to work with the laws and love of the universe, but shamanism has really helped me show up to the table. <laughs> and so when I, you know, uh, my my shaman teacher, you know, when I would tell her, you know, I've been aware of my own spirituality since I was five, you know, sometimes she would, uh, you know, kind of chuckle in a loving way. And, and, you know, she would almost say something like the surface spirituality, (laughs) (laughs) you know, obviously, you know, because it's uh, a lot of spirituality today from my assessment. And it's only my assessment is just so much, one more intellectual stimulation, and that's all good. But, uh, you know, we're doing that with our children. We're just taking away the nature walks, the vision quests, the the timeouts, the recreation, and more and more into more studies, more tests, more mind, more all that. And 
you know, obviously you and I could talk um, for days on out, but I want to remind people before we go to break that you're, we're talking today with Bonnie Glass Coffin, Bonnie Glass Coffin. And that's her website, bonnieglasscoffin.com. You're listening to The Intentional Spirit, Ways of Seeing and Being. That is the magic and the secret of life, how we see and how we learn how to be in this space, in this incredible mystery that we call our own life. We'll be right back after this short break. And thank you for being with us. And thank you for your petitions. Participation with Unity Online Radio, truly the voice of the awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet? And be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
And welcome back, everyone. And we are certainly today, as Intentional Spirits, talking about one of my favorite subjects on the planet called shamanism. And uh, we're talking with truly an expert in the field, Bonnie Glass Coffin, who has been a visionary, a bridge creator, meaning the bridge from the head to heart. She's spoken at universities. She's been recognized by presidents of universities and deans and provosts. And she is truly someone that has dedicated her life to people delving deeper and moving from the head to the heart. And Bonnie, we were just talking about before break how we have in so many ways, we've become an intellectual based society. Now in unity, um, if you're familiar with our philosophy, fortunately in our campuses or spiritual communities throughout the world, we're still teaching children, you know, education means to draw out. We're still working with that intuitive faculty. We're still delving into the teaching them about nature and things. But a lot of our public school systems and systems now are just all the energy is around taking the test and passing the test. That's exactly right. And that's one of the things, you know, that mm, I, I don't know, I think I'm somewhat of a pioneer in terms of uh, my role, you know, I'm a I'm a professor at a at a land grant university at a public university. I, I teach at Utah State University, um, out here in Logan, Utah, and um, certainly I'm someone who was also very much um, educated and enculturated into this uh, role of professor by by really learning how to use all those brain cells and think analytically and critically, et cetera. And as we said before the break, one of the reasons that I didn't understand for a very long time how it was that the wisdoms of shamanism, particularly this idea that we're all connected to one another, to Mother Earth, to our planet, to the stars, to the beginning of time, to the end of time. We talk about that connection intellectually, and I was looking at it intellectually, and I was trying to understand these curanderas, these, these women shamans that I was working with, and I was trying to make sense of their lives. And, but I was missing that sense of being able to bring that understanding, that head knowledge, into my heart. And, you know, one of uh, a great quote that my friend and uh, mentor and teacher, Don Oscar Mido Quesada, uses frequently in his teachings is that the longest journey we ever take is that 18 inches from our heads to our hearts. And it's a scary journey because when we move into our hearts, we move into a place where we must uh, develop courage. Of course, the, the, the etymology, the root word, uh, heart, and the root word courage come from the same source, right? And so we ask ourselves, wow, what, what does heart have to do with courage? And what it has to do with courage is that basic feeling that most of us really struggle to cultivate, which is that feeling of trust. Trusting that there is uh, power, that there is a place, that we are part of a larger mystery, and trusting that we have all that we need, and wherever we are in our lives, we are already on the path of where we need to be. We simply need to awaken to it. And for me, Temple, what I realized is that that's the path that I'm on. I'm on this heart path, and I'm in a place at a university where I have an opportunity to express that 
courage by providing and creating opportunities for students to bring their whole selves to the table, head and heart and spirit and even body. And so one of the things I've done at my university is I've argued for classes that incorporate contemplative learning, that incorporate experiential learning, that incorporate ritual, so that students can move through total sensory perception, not abandon the head, because we certainly have learned a lot through head-based learning, but it's also gotten us in a lot of trouble, hasn't it, particularly with regard to the way we interact with our planet. But to move from the head into that space of heart where we're willing to open ourselves to relationship with ourselves, where we're willing to open ourselves to relationship with one another, with our planet, where we're willing to cultivate that sense of trust and that comfort and that relaxing into the present moment, which is where all the magic happens. And so that's what I'm trying to do at the university, is to create opportunities for students to be able to reclaim that sense of heart. And as you can imagine, it's been a bit of an uphill struggle. As I said, I'm at a public university, and I'm talking about spirit. And people at public universities sometimes get a little squeamish when you start bringing spirit into the classroom. But the door is open. I'm in the right place. I'm doing what I need to be doing. And I'm recognizing simply by the responses that I'm getting to the kinds of programs that I'm planning that wow, this is exactly where I need to be. My students are hungry for it. Administration is hungry for it. Faculty is hungry for it. And we are learning ways to re-energize the heart as an important component of learning in higher education. And I'm thrilled to be a part of that movement. Well, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm so um, delighted. Um, and it, it, it gives... Uh, encouragement um, to hear you talk about this. And, it, you know, I, I share often in, in my messages that as a society, we, we so react to, you know, the C word um, called cancer. And yes, it, it is out there and it, it's not to be taken lightly. But the number one cause of death Four times the amount of cancer deaths is conditions around the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. it's so evident that the bridge that you're talking about needs to be in a greater way connected. That's exactly right. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, very, very in awe of Louise Hayes and the work that she's done uh, to really understand and communicate, articulate the, the, the emotional component of, of what we often think about as, as physical illnesses and to really understand that when we're talking about heart-related illnesses, um, you know, there's an emotional component to that that is huge and part of our... Um, Part of our task, I think, as visionaries is to provide a space where people can um, be willing to explore um, the relationships between mind and body and spirit and understand that, in fact, we are connected on all of those levels. And yes, activating that heart center 
which is really difficult for most of us to do. Um, I'll just, well, I won't say that. I'll, say, I'll speak for myself. It, was, it has been really difficult for me to activate that heart center because I was really wounded in my early life. I experienced pain. I experienced loss. I experienced suffering. Oh, guess what? I'm probably not alone in that, right? And what I found is that my heart was closing down because it didn't want to be hurt anymore. And because my heart was closing down, I was finding it difficult to love. I was finding it difficult to love myself. I was finding it difficult to love others. And for me, that's where shamanism came back in in a really powerful way, like like this train just moving through my life, where I recognized that as I began to do earth-honoring rituals, even if I couldn't feel love for myself or for another, if I could express love by, by building an earth altar or by creating what we call a despacho, an earth-honoring um, offering in the Andean tradition, I, and if I could give my love and attention to those earth offerings, I began to find that that, that sense of care and um, communion really came back magnified so that I also began to feel loved. And it allowed me to really begin to open my heart center. And for me, that was one of the real gifts of shamanism, was to be able to park, you know, that sense of, oh, gosh, well, I'd really like to reach out and begin to love again, but I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. But to be able to park that um, fear to one side, knowing that as I was able to reach out and love the earth, I was not going to be disappointed. I was not going to be slapped down. In fact, I was going to reap the benefits of knowing that love in my life. So some things so simple, like walking around a park and stopping to, you know, at every tree in the park and saying, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your beauty. I'm willing to receive the lessons that you have to offer as I learn how to observe, you know, your magic of bridging worlds or of photosynthesis or of whatever it might be, I'm willing to receive and feeling the blessing of receiving that magic and the mystery of creation that is embodied in, in, in a tree in a way that then allowed me to begin to open my heart just a little bit more and to begin to love again. And so for me, that's been one of the real blessings of shamanism as a, um, as a tool through ritual to be able to reclaim my sense of my own beauty and my sense of my own ability to love. And that's, that's somewhat of a, a similar experience to, to my own in that I had, I had learned the ways of my, of my father and his father, um, or in some cases, some women, but not so much, not in the small town I was in. Um, but living life and just getting on to the next thing and making it happen, you know, and getting the trophy and being the winner and in competition and getting it to happen and happen and, you know, all that. And I just kept going and going and had had so many losses and people dying and experiences of that way. Um, I had already faced death, you know, in my family with people and suicides and things like that of a large number of people. 
And so I just kept on. And then when I was into my middle, late 30s, of course, you add into there a a long 10-year drinking spree. (laughs) That was an absolute mess. Um, And it never got any better. When it got better was when I stopped altogether. But, you know, I was already in like 10 years of sobriety. So from 20-something to 30-something. And um, I just realized that, I mean, there was just something about me that was just missing. That motivation I was driven by and what was carrying me, that false sense of being and that intellectual stimulation just wouldn't carry me anymore. I was just hitting a bottom. I just felt like um, I just couldn't, um, you know, dust myself off and keep going anymore. And then I, so I prayed, I prayed. I, for some reason, I in that moment, I, I, I invoked and, and recalled what I knew to be true always from the time I was just very young was to stop and call it in, to call that, you know, which is mine to do. And I stopped like, let me go make something else happen or go to the next thing. And that's when um, a shaman teacher, you know, through a series of events came into my life. and. Um, and then it, it was just like over time uh, with that new integration and getting some of the energy back that, you know, I had lost over those years. It was interesting. It was like, you're exactly right. It's that your feeling and your seeing become so different. It's like things look brighter. It's like, almost like, a you know, I had gotten glasses when I didn't need them or something, you know? And the music sounded purer and I could feel um, and still can, you know, I can uh, feel the simplicity of just simply the wind blowing or I can I can get the sense that there's a rainbow outside and there will be. It's so amazing uh, the depth of honoring the connection that we have. We just because we have up till now been so head driven and getting all the degrees to validate ourselves, we, that's all fine, but we don't want to miss so many of the natural gifts that we've yet to even tap into. It's absolutely fascinating how we can create miracles every day. It just blows me away. <laughs> oh, I, I so hear you. That's, that. I just so resonate with that. You know, I mean, one of the things that, um, I appreciate about new thought movement and I appreciate about um about the the particular tradition of shamanism that that I have, you know, deepened apprenticeship in over the last seven years or so is this real understanding that the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act in the world does it creates our reality, right? Consciousness structures matter. It 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 enacts who we are, and and as we start, I know you've talked about this a lot in your in your work. As we start moving away from that negative self talk, as we start recognizing and being willing, you know, to say, hey, you know, maybe maybe there is something that's kind of okay about me, and and then being able and willing to affirm more more loudly, I am a child of the universe. I am that divine spark within. I carry that wisdom. I am connected, right? I have a right to be, as you talk about. And there's this, this, this liberation that comes when we shift the way we think, 
consciousness structures matter and that our language structures our reality. And then, you know, we start doing these rituals, these earth-honoring rituals, and we find that our relationships shift. And we look to nature to guide us and to move us through the chaos by tuning in to the pulses and to the cycles and to the patterns and to that just mm, sense that the world makes. And we recognize that, wow, there's purpose there that we can rekindle on ourselves just by tuning in. It's not about, it's not about finding something that we don't have. It's just about tuning in to what already is, right? And then that's when the magic happens. As you say, the synchronicities, we begin awakening it and observing and noticing all of those, you know, signs in nature. Um, that that lead us to understand and that, that confirm for us over and over again that we are being cared for, we are being watched, we are being loved. You know, when the phone rings, you've been thinking about a friend and all of a sudden the phone rings and it's a friend on the phone or you've been thinking about, you know, how could I possibly really have this message of 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 deep yearning really heard by however we call source, and all of a sudden this beautiful, large bird that soars high into the heavens appears within your gaze. You know, we begin to recognize that, wow, those synchronicities are all around us. It's simply a matter of opening our eyes and being willing to see the mystery and the magic in the everyday and that's one of the reasons I love studying with women so much, too, because, you know, for so many years, women were taught that we really couldn't be spiritual beings if we, you know, couldn't hold a priesthood or if we couldn't, you know, leave our kids in order to trek up the mountain to find the guru or, you know, we had other things on our plate. And what I have been uh, so blessed in working with women is to be able to recognize over and over and over the sacredness, the consecration, the the just spirit that is available to all of us in the everyday, wherever our everyday takes us, whether it's as mothers or as professionals um, in the workforce or whether it's as lovers or wherever it is. You know, we are sacred beings and we have the right to consecrate ourselves and as well as to consecrate the world through just opening to that awareness of who we really are. So well, anyway, listening I'm... to the phenomenal wisdom today of Bonnie Glass Coffin, her website being the same, we'll be right back after this short break. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. 
Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And so thank you, everyone, for listening today as I'm talking to a, um, a shaman, an expert in this field, Bonnie Glass Coffin. And I also want to say, if you enjoy these types of messages, to please tune in to us at unitycampus.org. You can see all the various things that we do as a campus, as well as you can listen to the inspiring messages that we offer each and every week, either live or we have a library of messages that you can tune into. And thank you so much for sharing our show with all your friends. It's because of you that we are we have a significant following listening to us throughout the world. Bonnie, um, you have so many um, great things on your on your website. Uh, you have a blog. Uh, you have various publications. And also your new book is on the front on BonnieGlassCoffin.com. I'm really excited about your book, The Five Insights Towards Healing. Uh, through lessons and courage, we, we've been do something new. You know, we've been using those four agreements for a long time. So I'm glad that you've created something that's simplistic. And, you know, we're ready. We're really ready for uh, uh, some new things. And, wow, uh, I'm sure you agree with me. Thank you, God, to uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I um so grateful, you know, for those four agreements and I'm and I'm very happy to be able to sort of, you know, take what might be another step in that direction through this uh book that I've co authored with my dear friend Don Oscar Mido Quesada, Lessons in Courage, Peruvian Shamanic Wisdom for Everyday Life. And it's interesting that you brought up the four agreements temple because that really was how we were modeling this book was, you know, on on kind of the same idea, the same format, the same template, you know, not, not this huge tome that's going to take, you know, weeks and weeks to read, but something that people can put in their pockets or have by their bedside and come back to over and over again that's, that's short, that's succinct, that just lays it out and that combines... Um, that combines um, wisdoms with practical exercises that people can do and that always ties it back to those challenges that we all face. Um, so I really would encourage your listeners to take a look at, at the book Lessons in Courage, Peruvian Shamanic Wisdom for Everyday Life, which is available, as you said, on my website, bonnieglasscoffin.com. It's a bestseller on, on Amazon. And... Um, it's available both in Kindle edition and in paperback. Um, it's a very inexpensive book. And I, I believe that um, I, at least the intention behind the book was that it would be um, useful, that it would be of service to people, very accessible to wide audiences and something that would have a, um, a permanent place on, on the bookshelf of life readings and awakened readings and spiritual readings. So I 
I appreciate your opportunity um, to to talk a little bit about the book today, and and I also encourage people if they want to know more about my work to to just go to the website. As you said, I have a blog. I have a lot of different projects that I'm in the middle of, and um, I'm also really happy to interact with people as they um, want to email me and and develop a more um, personal relationship and and talk about what's going on in their lives. And Bonnie, um, with in regards to, uh, there are a number of people listening today, and they're, I'm sure they're in their own process and thinking about how they have overminded their lives and how they would like to step into the heart. I'm, I'm gathering that there are some insights in your book, Lessons in Courage. Are there some simple steps that when you're working with your students, if they say, you know what, I'm interested, or a lot of people will ask me uh, kind of throughout the world, you know, how do I know more about shamanism? And I, I now have a book that's coming out in November. I talk about it a lot. But where do you um, send people to to give them just some simplistic ideas and thoughts uh, that they can work with to start getting more into the head, from the head to the heart? Great question. Um, I really first send them to, to the book um, as, an, as an introduction, as a teaser, as, um, as a way in. As I said, I think the exercises in that book, um, practice makes perfect. And, you know, sometimes we need to fake it till we make it. As they say, even if, even if things, um, don't, uh, make sense, you know, if we just do the work, if we do the daily practice, you know, which can be as simple as just stopping and sitting and intending, uh, and breathing and awakening that imagination and that awareness of ourselves as portals between worlds. And so the book is sort of the first stop. And then um, for people who want to know more, who want to go more in depth, um, I am a teacher of shamanic practice of the Pachacuti Mesa tradition. Right now my time is devoted to other things here at the university, but there are many, many teachers of the Pachacuti Mesa tradition um, that can be found through links on my site to the Heart of the Healer Foundation. Um, The website there is just the Heart of the Healer, or excuse me, heartofthehealer.org. There are teachers all over the country who teach a five-part series um, in shamanism uh, to awaken oneself to their own um, path and an awareness of who they really are. Um, And my dear friend um, Don Oscar Miro-Quesada is also teaching classes online. Um, He's teaching a class right now called um, The Way of the Universal Shaman with the Shift Network. And all of that information can be found at heartofthehealer.org. But I think the first place for people to start is the book because that's that's, going to have basically the lessons and the teachings in a really tight nutshell. Tell me that website again that people can go to to access teachers because I want to put that in my, not only my mind, but my heart. Could you repeat that? Heartofthehealer.org. 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 Yes, that's that's the home website of my co-author, Don Oscar Miro Quesada, 
And that's the website where people will find links to teachers who are endorsed in this particular tradition who live all over the country, as well as um, they will find information about Oscar's classes. And then if people want to come to Utah, uh, up here to Utah State University, um, that would be a wonderful place to interact with me uh, more deeply. Or just follow my blog. I have to say I've um, had some personal things going on in the last few months. My mother recently passed away, and so I've, had, I've not been blogging um, actively, but my intention is to start doing that again. Well, we we uh, totally concur that you know the information and the insight that shamanism offers uh, gives people such a deepening and 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 but a greater uh, awareness of their connection with spirit and and all of life. I'm just so grateful for the work that that you do and um, the value that 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 you bring. Do you already have a next book planned in the works? <laughs> My immediate uh, projects, Temple, are uh, more focused on uh, creating opportunities here at the university for students and um, uh, bringing, bringing speakers and uh, opening centers and, you know, creating uh, more heart-based education. And then down the line, I'm sure there will be another book. But right now I'm sort of in the work of, of um, uh, planning the workshops and, and those opportunities and the writing will probably be a couple of years down the road. I do have lots of publications that people can also view on the website. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, I really am kind of a pioneer in my field of anthropology for integrating heart and head. and um, So I try and stay active in that arena as well, speaking with um, colleagues and other professionals in anthropology as well as wide audiences. So I encourage people to just take a look at some of the things that I've written that are free and available on the website as well. All right. So thank you so much, Bonnie Glass Coffin. That's her website, Bonnie Glass Coffin. Please check her out. Delve deeper into shamanism and understand the greater bridge of from the head to the heart. You've been listening to The Intentional Spirit. Thank you so much for all of you that continue to contribute to Unity Online Radio so that we can continue to get these amazing messages out in the world. Bonnie, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, and I look forward to our paths crossing again real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Temple. I so appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? 
Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now, in the silence, to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living Each week Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. 
Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? We know that God is the source of our prosperity, but how do we manifest it in our lives? We simply change our limiting patterns around money, relationships, and health. Then, naturally, our vitality goes up, and so does our cash flow. We start to live with purpose, sharing our unique ability. Join us on Prosperity Power Hour every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time to claim your divine inheritance. Prosperity for all. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 